Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy Collection, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy push-up bra, in on-trend hues like green and citron and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archives Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Summon your anticipation for an all-new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. This season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd. to Katie's Crib. I'm Katie Lowe's, and the title of this podcast says it all. We're going to talk about raising a baby who's in his crib right here, direct from my crib. So our goal here is to create a safe and honest, sometimes, you know, super messy place where you can talk about being a new parent. This is not a how-to guide. We're not here to offer exact, clear-cut solutions of how things should be done. This is an open forum of opinions that are all valid. We're here to talk it out, share experiences, and figure it out together. So on this episode, we are talking about breastfeeding. This is a huge and massive and triggering topic that we could spend forever talking about. In fact, there's so much to talk about that we're actually going to split this episode into two parts because, like I said, it's just a lot. But here in part one, we're going to start at the beginning. We're going to talk about making the decision to breastfeed or not to breastfeed and some of the early issues we encountered along the way. First up is my girl, Kristen Bell, who you may know from The Good Place and Veronica Mars and Bad Moms and what else, what else, what else? I mean, there's just so many amazing things. Hello, Frozen. Um, She's here. She's going to share her breastfeeding experiences. And then after Kristen, we're going to talk to my dear friend, Jamie Greenberg. She's a celebrity makeup artist and does my makeup on all my red carpet events. And she's going to talk about her journey with three kids and her choice not to breastfeed. Oh, and FYI, guys, about halfway through our chat with Kristen Bell, the lawnmower is super loud. So just enjoy that, would you? Again, welcome to my world, Katie's Crib. We got lawnmowers, dogs barking, babies crying. It's all happening here. (laughs) Hi, Kristen Bell. Hi. Thank you very much for being on Katie's Crib which is what we're calling Katie's it. crib. I love that. <laughs> because I have a baby in a crib currently, and we are taping these podcasts in my crib. Um, so Kristen Bell, you guys, is here because she uh, was very helpful to me in a time when I was very new to breastfeeding, which is a very hot topic, very triggering, very... I, I would say it's the hardest job I've ever had in my entire life, other than trying to be a professional actress. Um 
So, Kristen, uh, we met when I was f- had a five-week-old, and breastfeeding was very new, and yeah. it was so hard. I lost a nipple in the process. I had a cracked uh, boob, which we will hear more about how that all went down with the uh, breast specialist that's going to be coming on named Linda Hanna. But, Kristen, tell us about... Was breastfeeding an obvious choice for you? Was it something that you knew you wanted to do? Um, yes, but I, I don't. I didn't feel like I really thought much about it. Mm-hmm. It felt. Uh, it just felt like. I don't know. I, I didn't. I didn't give it um, much weight, so I just transitioned to an into it organically. Though I did, um, after I was breastfeeding, spend a lot of time thinking about the struggles women go through when they can't breastfeed for any reason and realizing how much I had wrapped up in it personally and thinking, wow, what would I have thought about if I had to do formula, if that was my only option? And this is the conclusion I've come to about breastfeeding. It is, it, it really, really is one of the hardest things for women because you take it personally when you can't do it. Yep. And it's very, very hard. And I say that having had very few problems breastfeeding, but it is so important to women to be able to do it because you want to satisfy your baby. But the conclusion I've come to is if you, my sister did not want to do it. She just didn't want to. She didn't feel like having barnacles on her boobs all day. She had four kids. <laughs> So she bound her boobs. She had four kids. Yeah, she had four kids. She bound her boobs after every one. She said, I don't want to do it. And I is thought, Is that how you stop? By the way, how, yeah. that's how you stop yeah, it? Yeah, that's how you stop it. You just don't let it come in. And I was like, My sister, by the way, is 10 times the mother I am. So there's nothing. Like, I guess my like, my main motto about breastfeeding is like, there is nothing wrong with if you can't do it or you have to supplement. Look, I was supplemented with formula. So was I. I'm perfectly healthy. Everyone was. It's all fine. It's all fine. But there, but there are, I was so interested in the topic. Um, that I just, you know, read and read and learned all these crazy things. I also... While you were pregnant? Um, no, while I was breastfeeding. breastfeeding. Okay. But I also had, um, you know, there are... you Starting breastfeeding, I think, is the hardest because you're dealing with cracked nipples, you're dealing with the baby latch, you're dealing with inverted, inverted nipples, all these Hello, other things. that's what I had. Yeah, inverted it is rough. Nipples. And I had a lot of friends that had them. But um, halfway down the road, when you're knee-deep into breastfeeding, the mastitis... Talk to me about that's this. That's a no joke. So mastitis is a... An infection. It's a blocked milk duct. Ooh. And when you... So so look, if your milk doesn't come in, you might feel like you suck and you have to go to formula. Don't beat yourself up. If your milk does come in and you have too much milk like I did, your ducts can get blocked very easily and you still feel like you suck because... What can happen with mastitis is it gets blocked, it starts to get sore. If you are not so on top of that, you have to stand under the shower, you have to put heat packs on it, you have to open that duct up or get that baby to suck. And it's so painful? It's pretty painful in the beginning when it's forming. If it goes to the second stage and the baby doesn't suck it out, it can get infected. The third stage after, if it gets infected, it can go to your blood and it's like literally hospital, you you could die. So you have to be very serious about Yo, mastitis. Is so serious. It's dead serious. <laughs> I had mastitis three times. What? Um, I took antibiotics twice. Oh And my that's another thing. God. Women, look, I don't love taking antibiotics. Yeah, I know, yeah, yeah, I know yeah, about yeah. superbugs. I watch 60 Minutes. Yeah, I like, yeah, don't want to yeah take antibiotics yeah. willy-nilly, yeah. but I also don't want to die in the hospital no. because of breastfeeding. So both times I trust my OB, I took antibiotics. The third time, 
it was probably had been breastfeeding for, I don't know, a, a while. It was on my second child. And I knew it was coming. I could feel How it. How did you know it's coming? You can feel it internally or you feel like a lump or something? You feel a soreness. feels like a bruise inside your boob. And then you should be able to feel a little lump. It will feel very sore. At that point, you need to start doing like those hot pocket things that you, know, you use when you're skiing. Put those on oh, in your yeah, bra. Yeah, yeah. Stand under the shower. Massage it out. Get that baby to suck as much as possible. So, yeah, see, like breastfeeding is so crazy because your baby is so needed to do half the job. Yeah, you know, yeah. And like, nobody blames the baby. I like, know. wait, it's all my fault because we're yes. not breastfeeding correctly? Yes. Bro, maybe you're not breastfeeding correctly. <laughs> maybe so you need to latch it's better. So like, you don't want to blame the baby, no, but like, can't. takes two to tango. But the third time I had mastitis, I knew it was coming. I had been there, done that. <clears throat> you'll, so you'll feel a bruise. You will feel... If it gets, if the infection is there, you will start to get very, very cold. And I mean a level of cold that you have never felt before. And it will be because you have a fever and your fever is trying to kill the bacteria. I was, oh, God. the first time I had it, my, my first daughter, Lincoln, was six weeks. I, we were at a hotel with our parents because we were like, let's do a little like, um, baby yeah, life. like baby getaway. Yeah. Parents will meet the baby at six yeah. weeks, whatever. So I'm in bed and I'm like, God, I am freezing. I had a pair of gloves on. I had two sweaters, Dax's jacket, like three pairs of socks, two pairs of sweatpants. I was also under the comforter and I had like a warm winter hat on and I was fr- never been colder in my life. And that's when I got my first set of antibiotics. Sort of same thing the second time. Third time, I knew it was coming, and I said to my husband, and this is a lot of information, but get ready. <laughs> I said to my husband, I was like, I don't want to do antibiotics if we can get this out. The baby is not sucking hard enough. I need you to be a team player here. And he was like, gross, okay. And this is why he's husband of the year. But he, <laughs> I swear to God, he pulled that out. I made him, we laid on the bed together. I made him nurse. He sits down, nurses, and it was a while. I mean, it was like 30 minutes. And he had, his jaw was sore because he was sucking so hard because I was like, you got to suck harder. I was pushing on the side of my boob. He was pulling and he, this is very gross. He started getting the block out. He started getting How did chunks. You know? Oh, because, because it's, so it's chunks. It's gooey. It's like mucus or something. And then he had to get a cup. He was like gagging, which I don't blame That's him. Husband of the year. of the century. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's century, spitting century. it into a cup. But I'll be damned. He pulled it out. He pulled it out, and I didn't have to take Dash antibiotics. Up, ladies, and ladies and gentlemen, and so you never got sick. Like you, no. Never, the second, the third time, I never got sick. No, they're horrible. Yeah, they're yeah. It's rough, but um, but you know the the amount of antibiotics the baby gets is negligible. Sure, sure, sure. So sure. it's it's all okay. Um, did you schedule your breastfeeding? Were you on demand for a certain amount of time? And then did you move to like a schedule? I started on a schedule. So I took, when I came home from the hospital, I also had, um, advice from a baby nurse that I trusted very much. Mm -hmm. Um, she talked to me a lot about, um, the theory of not losing myself within all this, which I felt was very important because I am such a people pleaser. I'm like, well, great. I'm just going to be a people pleaser to this baby and I'll go crazy. So she was like, Make sure you you sit with your husband at night, you have a glass of wine, you like connect with him. Make sure you your baby needs to eat every couple hours, but sure. you'll know. Sure. So rather than being on demand and putting the boob in the mouth every time they're fussy, which gets them accustomed to that soothing, 
she's like, it's kind of like us. Like I, I may want to eat potato chips right now. I don't need potato chips. And to be honest, I'd love if someone said to me, you don't need potato chips right now. Go take a walk around the block or let's play a game or something. So I did schedule and I was very happy with it. But some people prefer, look at a lot of people are more on the go and they want to, I didn't want to be a food truck at any time. I just wanted to have more of a schedule, but some people don't mind it. And I really think it is an individual choice. I do too. Um, so how do you feel about breastfeeding in public? I have no problem with it. Here's, I mean, I actually think it's very, very funny that people think this is such a big deal because there is nothing more primitive and beautiful and organic than breastfeeding a baby. And if you have a problem seeing the corner of my boob, that's on you. (laughs) Okay. That's not my problem. You can turn your head. You know what I mean? Like that, that's, that's on you. You got to take care of that because the sheets and the whole, I mean, I get it. If you're modest, I'm not very modest. Like I don't, I don't care much. I would breastfeed in front of anyone because of this, if I'm in a room full of people, guess who the most important person in that room is? My baby. If they're hungry, I don't care if you see my boob. Like, by the way, my boob looks gorgeous because yeah. it's beautiful yeah. and buoyant and never full looked of milk. Better. So by the way, half of it was my ego of like, see this? I have this for a minute. This is mine. This great boob. Second of all, if you don't like it, you can turn your head. Don't make that my fault. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm just coming to terms with this. Like, I don't know why I have like I've been doing it in public everywhere. I think a big thing about breastfeeding and making it doable is that you have to be able to do it anywhere at any time if if you really want to continue doing it yeah. and make it a part of your life. Because let's, I'm not going to sit in my house for a year breastfeeding my kid. Right. I'm going to be out at a restaurant. I'm going to be out in public. I have errands to run. And it became such a freeing thing to me to know, hey, guess what? You can take your baby to all these things because your boobs come with you and yeah. he can eat with you. Yeah. So like... Just get used to doing it anywhere, anytime that you need to. Well, I look at it as my superpower. I wish people looked at it like that. Like when I look at my C-section scar or like my saggy boobs now, I'm like, these are <laughs> this these are remnants of the fact that I this is evidence that I am a superhero. I did something extraordinary. I birthed two babies, and so when when I, I would feel very confident to breastfeed anywhere because like that was that was very very powerful and cool to me. And my baby's the most important important thing in the room and no one else really mattered. Love it. How long did you breastfeed for? I breastfed for, I breastfed for like, um, 15 months with my first one. Um, but I pumped a lot, you know, I went back to work and so I would pump four or five times during the day and still come home and and give her the milk and I'd saved up a lot of milk. So then she had milk till I was like 18 months. Then I got, um, Pregnant? No, I'm sorry. I breastfed till a year, and then she had milk till I was 15 months. I got pregnant when she was a year, and I was still breastfeeding at night, and it became very difficult for me to sustain even just taking in the calories that that sustained me, my daughter, and the baby in my belly. So I, it was a lot. It was like eating for truly for three people. Nuts. So I stopped. It is a little bit hard to stop breastfeeding because it is slightly painful because you will have a letdown, which means it kind of feels like your boob is in a microwave and a letdown means the milk is coming in. You can feel it. And by the way, it's a really good feeling. It's a really, really good feeling. But when you have a letdown and you're trying to stop breastfeeding, you have to ignore that letdown and just get to the next one. So you basically have to deal with the um, engorgement. Uh Um, And then 
kind of just start to to wean the amount that the baby's so pulling out. So you just do out. less and less feedings. Yes, less and less thing. feedings. Got you it. pull them off the boob one or two minutes before they're ready. So you said you went back to work. Like, how did you manage breastfeeding? So you would pump in the day, come home with the bottles, freeze some of them, yeah. give some. Yeah. I mean, I first of all, I'm lucky to have a job where I have a, a voice and a little bit of power. So I simply said, I have to stop four times a day to breastfeed. So you guys are going to have to figure out what to do for those 15 minutes, and that's just going to be what it is. And I'm, I'm sorry, but, but again, my baby's more important. Now, a lot of people are not in that position, but... In uh, you know the dawn of a new age, where this is finally a respected topic, there are a lot of nursing rooms being put, and I would just encourage. There really are. Yeah, there really are. They're at like airports now. They have these little. Pods. I know. There's nursing. There's like it's it's unbelievable, and I never noticed them before. I was a nursing mother, obviously, yeah. but like it's incredible. I'm so I'm relieved. I also. I just feel I'm getting more, I'm coming more to terms with like being on a plane and just hand pumping in front of people. Yeah, by the way, you got, you got to. And I just would encourage women to like feel confident about that. We don't have to feel, we are no longer in a place where we need to feel ashamed or defensive. So it's kind of like, you know, if you're at a job where you can't necessarily like wag your finger in your boss's face and say, I'm stopping to pump. But if you need to, it's like, if you, your blood sugar was low at work, you would say, I'm so sorry, I need to stop for a snack. It would, you wouldn't feel ashamed to say that. You also wouldn't feel defensive like, you better let me have a snack. It's the same with breastfeeding. It's just a fact that has to happen. Has so to happen. I'm, ve- I'm very sorry. I, I'm, in, I'm gonna need to go breastfeed right now mm-hmm. or I'm gonna need to go pump. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wish it were, yeah, I wish it were like a calmer topic that women didn't feel um, insecure about, um, you know, discussing their needs. If you are uncomfortable with boobs, which by the way, that's not a problem either. Fine. If you're uncomfortable, you can turn your head. Mm -hmm. You can help me with this situation and you can just turn your head because it's not on me to conform to whatever your taboos about a boob are. (laughs) Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Summon your anticipation for an all-new season of our favorite Netflix series, Bridgerton. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad, is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor, and meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. 
we're discussing it all. And I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd. One of the most talked about benefits of breastfeeding is a bonding that happens with your newborn. Do you, um, do you feel like that's true? Yeah, I think I, I, although I don't know if it's very conscious because my first one, I guess I felt more, um, sentimental about the breastfeeding. My second one, she was like, she was feral when she was born and she still (laughs) is. And she was like at six months was like, I'm done. I'm too busy. I only want the bottle. I'm not interested in your boob. Sorry, not sorry. And I tried not to take it personally, but then I realized She's an individual. This is the first decision she's made as a strong young woman. And I was like, I'm going to work around that. I'm not going to feel bad of like, what am I doing wrong? She just doesn't want the boob. That's fine. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I just sort of let her be who she was. And I pumped for the next, I don't know, 10 months or something. But here's what happened to me. Since I had a toddler who was two and I had a baby who was six months who wouldn't nurse. It is, if you're exclusively pumping, it is hard to keep your supply up because the baby does give you a a level of oxytocin that gives you more more milk. milk. Yeah. So my toddler was still very interested in having milk because she saw the baby do it. She knows it's bonding. She loves it. She started nursing at night. So when my six-month-old was no longer nursing, uh, my six-month-old would get a bottle at night and my toddler would nurse from the boob and it helped me keep my supply up because nice. I had a human being wow. giving me the hormones I needed more milk. and my toddler loved it it was like a reinvention of our bonding yeah what's really weird about breastfeeding you guys is it's a lot of it's mental which Kristen so lovingly taught me when we were first hanging out and Albie was five weeks old but there's so much about it that is like if you're pumping and you're not, you know, producing a ton of milk, which was my problem in the beginning, there's something about going to a mental place and like imagining babies crying that need yeah. you or meditating it's, and going to a peaceful place because stress is actually one of the number one killers of milk the supply. Number one. If you're pumping, it's quite literally the only time you have to multitask. It's the only, if you have like a oh hands-free pump. You should see how many emails I can send while I'm pumping. Oh yeah. It's unbelievable. But if you look down and you're only getting an ounce, you you gotta close the computer. Trouble, close that phone. You gotta close the phone, Don't close the Twitter, computer. Don't no, see that. I it's know. you gotta close it and really focus on it. It's a little event every time that it happens. Yeah, that was big for me because I used to do so many emails while pumping, and you were like, you have to just be like in a room by yourself, turn the phone off, yeah. really like meditate. That's on kind it. of a gift to you from the Take baby. A break. And also, like, I the, the the hesitation about it, and I shouldn't do it in front of, I don't know, people or whatever, like, and if guys are around, like, in my head, I'm just like, why? This is such, this is so ass backwards. We have the ability to do something that guys do not. Mm-hmm. We are not the ones that should feel ashamed. Right. You know, right. we're the ones that should feel super confident and, like, I have this very special ability. I'm going to have to do it now. Every time I bring Albie to the pediatrician and he's, like, gained a pound... I've never felt more proud of something in my entire effing life. Like, it's crazy. Like, I'm just like, holy mackerel, this kid is growing. And and I feel 
just grateful that I'm able to breastfeed. I, I know it's not something that comes easy or naturally. It de- we'll get into it, but holy, you guys, it did not come easy or naturally for me. It is a struggle. It but, was the hardest thing I've ever done. And, and, and really, I like my personal opinion is like, hang in there. If you're having problems, hang in there through as long as you think you can hang in there. And when if your mind and body and heart and soul is telling you, this is too much for me, I can't do this, or I've hit a breaking point, then just do formula. Yeah, There's nothing wrong with it. Oh my gosh, I was formula fat. I think yeah. you said you were too. Um, another question, has did it change at all, and this might be too personal, but um, how have you, did it change as far as like your intimacy with your husband, how you felt about your breasts like while you were breastfeeding? Like, because I've just started, like I just got the clearance from my doctor that it's all like okay to get back in the hay with my husband. Yeah. And I'm like... Okay, so that's been happening. Super scary. We'll also get to that into another episode. But like, I had to wear a bra because I'm like, oh yeah, yeah my yeah, boobs yeah, yeah, are yeah, like no. not my own anymore. Yeah. Like they're not, they're not how they were in my twenties. Mm-hmm. Where like these were just like part of the sexual intimate experience. Like yeah. now they're just like, let's just pretend they're not there. They're my sons they're and mine. Like they're not. Also, the feelings in them change so much. Oh so sometimes I would love it when he was very into my boobs. And other times, like when they Don't were really me. full, I was like, I'm going to have to wear a bra. It's not that these are off limits, but they are their own creatures. So the four of us <laughs> are going to be, be having sex right now. You know what I mean? And it just, it sort of is what it is. And it's all, it's all individual. I slept in a bra. I slept in a bra for probably two years. I, I slept in a bra every yeah, night. And I was the chick who never even wore a bra in the day. Yeah. You guys, I used to have small boobs. I was like a hippie, no bra, so into it, loved that look. Now it's like, I've slept in a bra for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. My boobs are ginormous, ginormous for me, which I, I don't like that. I mean, oh, I loved it. I have I to get into a, it like I you went, did. I just feel like they're just like, ew. I went from a 34A to a 36 double D. Yeah. And that is real for that's me. Real. I'm five feet tall. Yeah, that's... And I loved it. I was like, this is so cool that I get <laughs> once in my life to have these boobs that are up to my chin. <sighs> That I and sometimes I would wear like a dress with when they were really full without a bra because they were so taut. What? But you know, one thing we haven't talked about is that early on, particularly when you just wake up in the middle of the night and you're just sopping wet everywhere, just waking up because your if your boobs want to feed or your baby's crying and you don't get there quick enough and they release and you just have like sprinklers on your chest, it is so weird. So weird. Like, so weird. Like, the whole thing is uh, just totally primal. Uh, I can't even believe our bodies are able to do this. I never even... It's really just a fascinating, unbelievable... I'm a little bit worried. I want to... I'm a little bit worried when I stop. I'm a little bit worried. I've heard there's another hormonal shift that can happen when you stop breastfeeding. Um, but there's also good things that happen. Like when you're breastfeeding, um, my OB told me that you're in a sort of premenopausal state where your libido can go down. Your, um, body has sort of shut off in that way. Um, and that that could come back. So that's a plus, but she's also alerted me to the fact that your hormones can drop again. And some women get depressed that they won't be connecting if they have found a great connection with their kid through breastfeeding, that that might be something they miss. I think that's all true. I did have a little bit of a drop. Um, and I think, again, it's just, it's like a normal, I'm just looking at the whole thing as an experience. And now you have such perspective on it because your girls are yeah. like, oh, well, you know, I'm so in it right now. I just can't see it yet. You know, yeah. I like, can't see. I do miss it though. It was my very favorite part 
It was. Mm-hmm. It was my very favorite part, yeah. Really? Yeah, and, I'm ve- and I know how hard it is, and I know how um, unique it is to be able to do it without problems. I really do. And you I had, even had problems. I mean, getting mastitis three times is like... That's true, that's true. Yourself. Yeah, I didn't have cracked nipples in the beginning, but let me tell you that mastitis is no, no walk in the park. Yeah. Um, but I, my, I felt like... It definitely gave me more of a high and more of a calmness when I was breastfeeding. And when I dropped off, I didn't get depressed, which I am definitely prone to do, so I thought I would. I just got like 2% more irritable, 2% (laughs) less patient. And that was like at work, you know, when I was like... Anywhere. Anywhere. When I was like, okay, let's get this show on the road. And they'd be like, wow, what's her problem? And I'm like, oh, that's that's my lack of breastfeeding hormones that calmed me down. You know, I I did hear, because breast milk is so amazing, that, like, I think it's in China. Now we'll have to look this up. But I think they, like, drink it and sell it as, like, a cure-all for arthritis and stuff. I am not, like, I'm, so my amazing nanny who I'm obsessed with and she's helping me raise my child while I work on Scandal, which is such a gift, she literally take some bags of my breast milk home for her acne and stuff like that, which yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. so fortunate to be able to give her. And, and I make it loves I love her even more. I'm like, you can have my breast milk. I, like put it on I, pimples, I put it I on put pimples. It, I put it I in put my eyes. I put it, put it in it on cuts. all over the baby. I put it all over everything and it is a miracle drug. And I have been told you guys from my pediatrician and things like that. The first time Albie ever had a cold, she was like, instead of saline drops, put breast milk breast down milk, his always. nose. Um, he had a clogged eye duct. I put breast milk in his eye. Like breast milk really is a, a superfood there are, there are and a miracle drug. Properties about it that I don't think people can even have understand. even uh, yeah understand why it's so healing. I my it got to the point where like my sister was in the house and she'd you know be chopping a vegetable and cut her finger and I would just go come here and she knew the drill and I would lift my shirt up and I would just m- squeeze milk right onto her directly yep. and she'd just rub it into her cut and yep. go back to doing what she was doing. And and it was literally healed 48 hours yeah. before it should have been. Exactly. It was, it's crazy. And by the way, my skin was really clear when I was pregnant and breastfeeding. And then the minute I stopped, no. that was one thing about the hormones. I went back to like, oh, pimples, I remember you. Because my hormones, when they're at higher levels, my skin is just much so more clear. clear. Yeah. Crap. So the miracle, the miracle cure is that it is breastfeeding is a big thing. I'm glad to hear that you were mm-hmm. also squirting your breast milk all over the world because that's all I do. And the other thing I want to say is like, so the one thing I was concerned about just from a vanity perspective, and I, it's like embarrassing to even admit this, but like the main question I asked other moms is like, how much weight did you gain and when did you lose it? Because also we're on camera for a living, so that kind of is vital. I know. All of my friends were like, oh, I don't know, it was this, it was that. I realized I was just giving myself a comparison hangover to try to figure out what it would be. I gained 47 pounds for each kid. Mm-hmm. And I, weirdly, I ate totally differently. I ate no sugar one kid. What? I ate anything I wanted the other. My body wanted to gain 47 pounds. I realized that's a lot. I realized like a doctor would be like, slow down. But it's what my body wanted. And then when I was breastfeeding, the two years, two and a half years I was breastfeeding like for both kids... Um, with a little break in the middle, I kept on 30 of those pounds. I did not lose the 30 pounds that I, to get back to like my normal weight until about three months after I stopped breastfeeding. And that is very normal. normal. Some women say the minute I started breastfeeding because the calories were coming out, I dropped all my weight. Everything is normal. I kept 30 pounds on. And you can see it. Like, there's pictures of me in between, you know, the two, yeah. two and a half years I was breastfeeding. I'm 30 pounds heavier. I don't, I never thought about it. It didn't occur to me. I was so much more obsessed with the weight 
before I had the baby that when I couldn't drop it when I was breastfeeding, I just couldn't. I was working out. I just, it, it couldn't be done. It stopped mattering to me. And then when I stopped breastfeeding is when I lost yeah, it. Yeah, I'm like, there's two types of women. I mean, there's so many more types of women. But the ones, I, the friends I have and are breastfeeding, some as soon as they start breastfeeding, because breastfeeding burns a lot of calories in a day. And so for some women, breastfeeding causes them to lose all the baby weight very quickly. Mm -hmm. And some women, as you say, and I am one of these, um, they hold on, they hold on to like a good fat storage where you're making milk and you just, that extra, that last 10 or 15 pounds is very hard to lose. And I've heard, or 30. So I don't know. And I've heard once you stop breastfeeding, because I'm working out too and I'm eating so great and all this stuff, but I just have a lovely breastfeeding pad. But I do agree with you that I literally don't Don't care. care. You cannot care. I don't know why or what happened since becoming a mom, but I just... I'm like, whatever. Like, and if you just, care, if you're listening to this and you care, that's just, fine too. No, it's not. Stop. <laughs> Kristen. I can tell you right now, be confident. You're beautiful. Stop caring. It's not worth it. The last thing I'll say is I did, I did feel like when I tried to get my weight under control while I was breastfeeding and just eat salads and stuff, I wouldn't have enough milk. I had to have bagels well, and rice. Thing. Breastfeeding needs carbohydrates and it needs... And a lot of people have noticed that if they do too much cardio, their milk supply. Yeah, so, yeah, And yeah. I don't know if that's me, but I'm definitely using it as an excuse to not do cardio. Yes. So yes. I haven't done cardio at all just because I'm telling myself I'm one of those people that when I do cardio, well, I don't produce enough milk. There's some sort of acid that can build up when you do a lot of cardio that makes your milk like turn a little bit and the baby will reject it. That's what my OB called told me also great I'll use that later into breastfeeding I found out so yeah so you need carbs you have to have carbs don't deny yourself carbs yes. and by the way if you if you are just eating salads because you're worried about your weight and you're also stressing because you're not breastfeeding enough and you're not producing enough milk take personal responsibility and just start eating some bagels. Yeah. Don't be confused about both of those and stay on the diet. Like, or just drink that. I, I keep going for this oatmeal stout beer. Yes. Which is also a big helper in milk supply. I mean, I literally, I was like, don't tell me that this yeah. is what's going to get my milk up. And I will literally, oh, and fenugreek. I accidentally I ate a handful of fenugreek from like the farmer's market because someone was like, look at these little um, sprouts. They smell like maple syrup. And I was like, I'll take a handful. And like two hours later, I was like, oh my God, my yeah. boobs are so much. And I realized it was fenugreek, fenugreek. Which is a huge help in milk supply also. There's um, there's amazing companies and teas out there that have a bunch of herbal stuff that you can take for milk supply um, and oatmeal beer and bagels, um, yeah. which also helps to my extra 15 pounds in Kristen's 30 that is now gone. But look at you. You're such inspiration. Well, now I just run back, run after the toddlers, and it's like no big deal. Oh, right, right. But yeah. there was well, oh one thing I wanted to say. Another weird thing, and I, we, would, we would have to ask my OB, and maybe you can like cite whatever this is at the yeah. end of the podcast. But so when I was doing Bad Moms One, which would mean that my daughter was um, like nine months. My youngest daughter was nine months. So I was already just pumping exclusively. I noticed she was rejecting it. And I and and I also noticed it kind of smelled funny, like well, like it was it? turned. And I called my OB and she said, "Oh yeah, you might be. Maybe this is the running thing as well, producing too much of whatever this acid or hormone is, and it makes the milk taste sour." She said, "The way that you deal with it is you boil it." So I would then to because I wasn't doing enough with this 
goddamn pump all day. I would pump five times a day. Then I would bring it home boil and it. I would boil it to get then freeze it whatever to the, the enzyme, out. enzyme out. Exactly. And then I would give it to her. So there, look, whatever problem you think you have, there is an answer out there for it. Somebody has gone through it. Cause like I was bo- for three months in the middle, I was boiling my milk every day after I pumped it. If breastfeeding is something to you that is a huge priority and it is a priority. Like when I was really freaked out in the beginning, um, I had a lactation expert come to my house and say, look, this is a full-time job. Only you can decide if it's a full-time job you want to yeah. be taking right now because you have other full-time jobs, being this kid's mom, mm-hmm. scandal, yeah. whatever it is. She was like, breastfeeding is a huge commitment, but yeah. I have been really, really um, happy that I have stuck with it so far. Um, but it's a huge commitment, and you have to, if you're going to do it, you you have so many um, avenues that you can go down to seek help, yeah. to get support. There's like leche leagues. There's groups of, you know, you can find groups of other yes. moms to talk to. You can, I'm sure, get a lactation person on the phone for hopefully not that much money. And we'll find sites for you guys to be Whatever weird at. thing is happening, it's happened to someone else. That's uh-huh, one thing yeah. I... Take so and that's really everything with motherhood. Right? Yeah, I take so much comfort in that. And when I first got pregnant, and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm pregnant! I'm so nervous. Like this is crazy." I just kept reminding myself, like, Kristen, calm down, be humble. You are not the first person to ever have a baby. Right. Every single thing that could happen, good or bad, with breastfeeding or babies, has happened before. Which right. means there is a human who knows how to deal with it, and you sh- you just need to spread a wide net of a support system. There will be someone to help you. Ladies and gentlemen, Kristen Bell, <laughs> genius, glorious human, breastfeeding advocate. I miss it so much. You do. I do so much. I told you the other day I was holding my, oh my girlfriend's. God, I think I'm going to miss it. And you guys. Oh, I loved it. I oh. effing hated it. So like we're going to go through my turnaround on this whole thing. But like now I, I, I you would, the, the crap that I went through to be a successful breastfeeding mom um, was so hard, and to be on this side of it, and to actually say that I like it, and that oh my gosh, I might miss it. Like it's so much. What? I miss it so. When I was holding this two-month-old baby, and everybody else was out of the house, and I was like taking a nap with him. It, every he started rooting, and at, the only thing that was going through my head was like, how long will I be the weird one in the friend group if I let this baby just soothe on my boob right now? <laughs> a will Erica hate me? Erica's the baby's mom. Will Erica hate me? Will she think this is gross? If my group of friends finds out that I nurse this baby to keep it soothed, how long will they make fun of me? Because I really wanted to. I went through all these things. Think they came home right before I made the decision to pull my boob out. But I swear to God, I was going to do it. Because you just loved it. Wet nurses exist. It's I okay know. to nurse each other's babies. I know. And I want to nurse all the babies. I'm honestly feeling like I'm having a letdown right now. Like my <laughs> boobs are tingling and I love it. My baby would probably be around you and just smell it. <gasps> Thank you so much for being on Katie's crib. Thanks for having I me. Really I love it. Katie's crib. <laughs> Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. 
And now in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Summon your anticipation for an all-new season of our favorite Netflix series, Bridgerton. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? And meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. And I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd. Hi, everybody, and welcome, my dear, dear longtime friend and makeup artist, Jamie Greenberg, who is a mom of three. Guys, count them one, two, three. And Oof. I've only had one, and I can't even imagine doing three. Um, and Jamie is here talking about the awesome choices she has made to breastfeed or not to breastfeed her child. So take us through your kids, how many you have, and your, your experience with breastfeeding. Okay, so, and I won't get caught up too much in, by the way, hi, everybody. Hi! hi. <laughs> I won't get caught up too much in, the, so the first one was like, you know, the most exciting, but I, you know this, and I'm, it's, I'm like, tell a lot it, of therapy, but like my mom was sick with cancer. Oh my God, you so guys. So it was like, just so heavy. Your just mom like, was very, very sick with yeah, cancer, and you were end. very, very pregnant. Very pregnant. And it was the end of her life? Yes. And it was like this weird like circle of life thing and I had the baby and then the baby swallowed meconium, which is super normal. It's you guys, for those who don't know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes babies are distressed in the birth canal and so they poop their first poop, which poop isn't called poop when it's your first poop, it's called meconium and the baby inhales it in the birth canal and it can be very scary and um, dangerous to the baby. Traumatic because mm. it's like a tarry substance, sticky. So a lot of kids swallow a little bit. It's pretty normal. But my kid, you know, being the Olympian that she was, <laughs> she had swallowed, swallowed most a lot they had seen at Cedars and a what? lung collapsed. Yeah. What? Yeah. I don't know you this. You didn't know this? What? Yes. Her lung collapsed. Oh my God. And so it was like, what? How did they know? Did they know that in there or she As came she out? she was coming out, all of a sudden, like 10 people in my room. I'm like, what's going? It's a learning hospital, but like, whoa, this is a lot. Yeah, and literally, they took her out, put her under the light. There was a lot of commotion, and then and everyone in the room left. My doctor like delivered my placenta, and then the, he left, and then there was like a man sweeping. And I'm like, what's going on? Wait, so the baby was taken away from you immediately? Gone. Yeah. And it was... Did you know that was normal or abnormal? I didn't know because it was my first time. And I feel like it was just like in the... I was like in the moment, like, what's going on? And I knew something was bad. You know, you'd get that feeling. I knew something was bad, but I didn't know what it was. And we just sat there for like two hours. No one went to tell my parents what happened in the waiting room. Like, nobody knew what was going on. The baby had been born, nothing. 
And for 48 hours, it was touch and go because they were trying to hook what? her up. Yes. What? I never told you this. Oh, you this know why? Is a, you know why I didn't tell you? Why? Because I was you pregnant were, you were or going to try to have a baby gonna, and you were like, yeah. Who's going to tell that story You know story why? And that's why you're a good friend. Yeah. I would never tell that Because this is um, very scary. Yes. So um, literally for 48 hours, it was touch and go whether or not she was going to live. Did not see her for a full day. My husband, they took him upstairs and made him do everything, sign pa- He's like, I don't know. They're like, do you have to sign the paper to do this for her to get this breathing machine for this. If we have to take her medevac to did it. And he was like, saw a ghost. Never cried so hard with my husband. Like, we're you like, were both crying. Both. He came down and told me the story. I'm stuck in the room. I'm like, no one's telling me what's going on. Then the next day when we woke up, he, they were like, I was like, is she going to die? And they're like, it's going to, we're not sure what's going on. We're f- trying to figure things out. But no one could give me an answer, you know, because nobody knew. Wow. So they couldn't get her on any of the breathing machines. Like, it wasn't working. And I'm thinking, oh, this baby's going to be fried. Like, we're this done. This is... So she was in the NICU for five weeks. Uh-huh. And she I, was in the NICU for five weeks? And so guess what I had to do? Pump, Pump. for five weeks. And did you? I pumped for five weeks. They're like, the only thing you can do, and the only control I had was to pump. You know what I mean? Right, it was the only thing that was, like, connecting you to, to like, your body. Yeah, to the baby. Couldn't hold sure. her for 10 days. Like, just went up to the, first of all, she was a Goliath because she was in the NICU, and everyone in the NICU is a preemie. Yeah, so she's over, like, a full-term big baby, yeah, like and Jamie Greenberg makes big babies. <laughs> yeah, my husband's 6'6". Yeah, she, was she's like, a, got a big, tall husband, yeah. So I... Moved to the Sofitel. So meanwhile, my mom's dying of cancer. She's like, why can't Are anything you go right? Are freaking kidding me with My this? husband was like on the path to do like directing. So he had booked a national commercial for Silk Milk. You know, Huge, Silk yeah, Milk. Of course. Huge. Had to take it. Huge you know deal. our business. Yeah, you have to take like, it. When so that door comes knocking, you need that money. So He's I was like, like you got to get out of here. So he left after he had, he did the casting over Skype. Thank God that existed. Yeah. He was supposed to leave right after the birth, but he stayed a couple days, but we didn't know if it was going to be a real thing or not. And my mom like was... Like, you didn't know if she was going to li- live. Live, yeah. Yes. So, <sighs> yeah. I'm speechless. So then my mo- my f- husband left. And my are you pumping and, like, you milk is coming in? Like So I when can- I first started... So they came in. They put the machine on you. Yeah. And, like, it was, like, colostrum. Like, barely anything came out. And then stuff colostrum would come out. Colostrum is the first milk that ever comes out of your you. And it's not really, like, milk yet. It's more of, like, a really, really thick yellowish Yellow. white kind of cream. Yeah, they call it like liquid gold. And it's called liquid gold because it supposedly has all the nutrients in it that the baby should need to live and survive until your milk comes in. 100%. It has vitamins in it and all that stuff. So were they rushing your colostrum milk up to her? Yes. But wow. they still, they were just collecting. Right. And they were like, this is the best thing you can do. And I felt like it was the only thing I could yeah, do. Yeah, so you were like working that pump. So my mom and I stayed at the Sofitel for about five was days. Was she in treatment at the same time? She was like, like, she was like, it was like bad. Like she had had this thing stuck and put into her stomach before she came out because she it had, the tumors had grown so much that she had trouble digesting and breathing and eating and everything. So she needed like a valve to kind of like release the pressure in her stomach. So my mom was walking around with this bag and a Are like and a and a like tube and she would carry a lululemon bag because you could throw them away but they weren't like paper bags so she's carrying around this pump thingy sticking in, out of the side yeah, of her stomach yeah. in a lovely and a turban I pumped so much milk. I was so hormonal. I remember one time I pumped and took it off and I spilled the whole thing mm-hmm. and you would have thought somebody 
died, except that that's yeah. something I really shouldn't be saying in the but podcast you can, or you in know, your situation, but, you know, but I know you so well. You know well. I can take it. Yeah. It was like she died. And, then oh. I, and I freaked on her, and I freaked on, I like got so, I never have, I was just a lot of emotion. That thing. Anyway. You think? You're sitting next to your kid in the NICU. Your mom so, yeah. is dying of cancer. Just, I mean, you that's just why, delivered a baby for the first time ever. Your husband's away yeah, from the commercial. You, you're allowed. You really get to know yourself. But I remember I was, um, my friend, one of my best friends, Jamie, came to stay. And we would, like, camp out, tailgate, hang out. In pump, the NICU. And then the go NICU, back to the Sovitel. All day. And then go back to the Sovitel and watch Jersey Shore at, like, 3 in the morning. I watched home. every episode of that show. <laughs> every episode of the Jersey Shore. Shout out to the Jersey yes, Shore. If Jersey you guys Shore, haven't seen it, I suggest you Snooki, do. I love you. Like, that got me through, like, the darkest times. Sometimes that, you just need like that cereal. kind of mind numbing. Oh, no, that was with Simon. Sorry, garbage. Yeah, like, you do. Oh, cereal. The podcast. That was what with, you watch during Simon? Second, yeah, second, yeah, yeah, was, yeah, 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 yeah. Great, so, great choice. Yeah, I pumped. I pump, 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 pumped, and then then they then they fed it to her, and all I did was pump. I was a cow. It was Pump City, USA, and then did you make a lot? I made a lot. Wow. Um, and it was great. The pump was great. I remember on the flight home. Then I had. Then I was. I got her out at a five weeks, and they were like, "Your mom's gonna die." I was like, "Ah, oh, such a crossroads." Like, so I had to take a five week old and fly to no. Maryland. No. And they didn't have a pump. JetBlue didn't have anywhere to plug in the pump, so I had to use a hand pump. Oh yeah. I so I was like it. in the corner, like jacking. Off. Am I allowed yeah. to say that? Yeah, of course. Like jacking off. No, in when the you hand pump yourself, hand it's like you're yeah. jacking off With, your boob. It's like you're a cow's udder. Like yes. how you would imagine a farmer milking a cow, and you're like, which is a very similar motion to jerking off, is what you're doing to your own boob. It's all the same. It's all the same thing. So. <laughs> And then we got to Maryland, and I, you know, my mom was supposed to die, like, the week we got there. And it was so weird, because Lenny was still on an oxygen machine. Were you able to breastfeed her at this point, or no? So Did then she I, latch? So then she wouldn't latch, because I feel like she had been well, taking... five weeks of bottles. Yeah. They, they, they say there's all these rules about, like, don't get, you know, if you're in Too the much. perfect situation, you don't give them a bottle until they've really gotten the hang of latching onto a nipple that's yours because otherwise you'll never get them back. So that was really frustrating. And just being a first time mom, I just remember besides the state of my mother, just as a human being, I was so insecure as a first time mom with like everything. Like I had no idea what was going on and I had no one to like, kind of like chat with, (laughs) you know what I mean? So I felt like so alone. And even one of my mom's best friends was a, um, a labor and delivery nurse. Mm-hmm. And when I told her that I was thinking about stop stopping the breastfeeding yeah. and the pumping, yeah. she like shamed me. Oh, this yeah. is a big thing. It's a big, especially in LA, but probably everywhere. Just like women and sadly nurses and doctors shaming women into making a choice of like, I'm done with this. This isn't for me. This isn't for my family is just like really badly looked upon for whatever reason. It's I, it's crazy to me. It's so I wasn't a breastfed. Baby. I wasn't breastfed. Me Look either. at you. You're a mm-hmm. fucking rock star. I'm a rock star. Well, I mean, yes. Okay, so you told her did you quit during I mean so, first of all, the fact that you can even make milk well, under this sort of stress and so, pressure is insane to so me. There's once no I got way. to Maryland though, the milk started to yeah, like bye-bye. it was really hard and I was like a wreck and my husband's like, you're a wreck. Like just stop with the pumping. Stop yeah. it's such a you know the pumping with the cleaning and yeah. the thing. Oh by my the god, time you guys when you pump you 
have to clean 8,700 pump parts in between every single time you feed. And if you're feeding 10 times a day, do you know how many dishes that is to do? Oh, you 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 got to remove the the little flap and And it's like you you lose it and you don't know where the the flap. There's so many parts and it's very difficult. It is. And then you're like, should I throw it in the microwave to like steam it? It's always about disinfecting. Oh my God, it got dropped on the floor, blah, blah, blah. It's insane. It was so, I was just like, and probably the last bit of stress you could possibly need at this time. Yeah, I couldn't take it anymore. And like, I just stopped. And so how did you stop it from coming out of your boobs? Because this is what I'm curious about. Like when I, I decided wrapped to... it as tight as I could. I put with what? Like with an ace, an bandage? ace bandage. What? I wore sports bras. Cabbage was mm. the last go around. I hear this. People put weird. cabbage on their boobs yeah. to stop milk. And it, similarly, if you're an overproducer, like you're someone that makes too much milk mm-hmm. um, and it's painful, you're supposed to put cabbage, like regular cabbage? Yeah, straight up. like Hot Gelson, or cold? Gelson's like, mm. <laughs> as is. Just like peel the the leaves off and stick them in your bra. That's what I did, and you smell like coleslaw. Like it's like yum. You're and like kind of. I know a little nibble here. Wow. <laughs> and so, and did, was it painful? It. You know, I don't. I remember, like, I felt like you kind of felt a little feverish sometimes, and then you would just take like Tylenol. a Tylenol. Yeah, and but it it was way less. Um, of a process than I thought it was going to be. Also, my boobs are the biggest boobs you've ever seen. You do you've have seen very them. big boobs. I've seen Jamie Greenberg's yeah. boobs, and they are impressively large. They were really big with her. I think they were like um, you're like, like a, a forty four like what triple G or something yeah. back then. These big are boobies. not as big. Yeah, big boobies. So I used to show everybody. So where were you when she was that? So at about six weeks, six you stopped. Weeks. Great, but I had but a lot of milk to go. So she had about two months of breast milk, and that was it with her. And what did you say to the labor and delivery nurse when you were like, I'm wanting to quit? Did you... She just That was a friend of your mom. She just didn't have... Like, she was like, no, breast milk's the best thing. And I was like, okay. But I just felt like... I was so stressed out just with my mom. And you know, it's like... Jamie, of course. But like, I was in such a just shitty state as like a human being. Like, I just was like... Everything was... My life had been turned around. I was like, I had a baby... I had my mom, and then I was just like trying to do the best. You were in a basement in where? Maryland? Maryland. Yeah. (laughs) By the way, Jamie Greenberg has three children, and her third is named Babe, which is the greatest name for a girl I've ever met in my entire life. And Babe is, that was your mom's nickname. Yeah, they called her Babe because her name was Ruth, so. So Simon is your boy. Simon's my little He's three. Yeah, he's so cute. And did you breastfeed with him? So I did. Him, he uh, latched in the hospital right away because I was like, "Ah." Did you go into him, his labor being like, that pregnancy being like, when Simon's here, I'm going to breastfeed him? No, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I kind of was on the fence. Okay, yeah. But the minute he came, he latched on right away. And I was like, wow, like... That's not was what happened with Lenny. You right. weren't put in that position. And, I, and because this was like my first birth now, because that first one was not normal. Like none of the event was normal. And when I, I remember when I had him and then he like, everything just went according to plan. Did you have post-traumatic stress? Like when you were having Simon that you were worried? Oh my that God. Any yeah. Of the, yes. Oh. And Dr. Katz, shout out to Dr. Katz. He was, Love I was Dr. like, Katz. you Everyone have loves to be there. Now. You have to be there. I will say this too. He would, he would be in the hospital every day. He would just come check on, on Lenny every day in the hospital and he didn't know if I was going to be there, but I was there every day because I camped out. I knew every story. I was like a caseworker. Like I they knew must every- have loved you. Yeah, we were like I was friends with everybody. I'd bring in like sprinkles, cupcakes, and but he came in every day. But okay, so with Simon, it was like okay, he latched immediately. I'm going to do this. So then I started doing it. Uh-huh. It was great. Uh-huh. And then I started like getting really 
like just like bloody and oh, I, have I got mastitis. How many times? Like I felt like every time we'd have like three days of greatness and then it would get like infected. Engorged and yeah. messed up. Ugh, I can like feel it. And I was like, what the fuck? And then we went, I went for six weeks and I was like, I just want to do three months. I just want to do three months. And my husband looked at me one day and you know, you like, and I was a, like, I had a lot of milk and every time I would go to like, I'm like, I'm going to go out. I'm going to go to Whole Foods and get smoothies just to yeah. get out. And I would just leak everywhere with pads and stuff. And then I would just, so I kind of just stayed in my bed. I felt like Jabba the Hutt. Like I never left and I became, I didn't become postpartum. I became no, housebound. depressed. Yeah. Like, uh, just so sad, yeah. you know? And so yeah. I was like, then I decided to go back to so work. So you felt like you were in nursing jail. Yes. Which is a real thing. Yes. That is, I'm so glad we're going to have talked to her, but Linda Hanna, who I know you use. Yes. I called her and she was, she gave me the best advice. Cause again, everyone tells you you have to breastfeed. There's yeah. not one person telling you, you can't breastfeed. That's she why I'm talking to you. I love Linda. What'd Hanna. she say? She came into the house and we were trying and she, she was like, you do have big boobs. <laughs> And I was like, okay, good. Thank you. Because nobody was, I was like, isn't it hard? It's kind of hard. Like, and she's like, no, 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 it's hard. And your nipples aren't like as they could be. You could try a nipple. I had inverted. Yeah, you had inverted. Hell, hell on earth. Yeah. But, you know, she said to me, and maybe this has been something that she's learned since you and Simon. I don't know. But she came in and she said, if you want any prayer in hell of doing this, you got to get out of nursing jail. Because what I was doing was every single time I nursed, I would go into my kid's nursery, sit in this chair not do it in front of anyone, be in a dark room all by myself a million times a day. And she was like, what do you think? You're going to be stuck in here for like, if you really want to do this, you got to be on the, you got to be able to do it while standing. You got to be able to do it while laying down. You got to do it covered, uncovered out in a restaurant in front of people. It has to be a part of your life and not a big deal. Otherwise there's no prayer in hell doing it. And that's okay. If you don't want, like, if that's not for you, then that's That's not for you. But if you really are going to take this into a longer term thing than the first four weeks when you plan to just be home on maternity leave and you really want to take this out into the world. You got to be able to do it anywhere, anytime, under any circumstances. Such good advice. So it was, I was in nursing jail yeah. and I hated it. Yes. Okay, so, Same thing. So you were depressed in bed, not really leaving the house because you were leaking everywhere and every three days you would have, you would have good days and then there would be like a horrible yes. day. And then it would yes. go great. And yes. then I'd be like, oh, let me call her in. She yeah. came in. She helped me. She showed me different ways to hold the baby. Sure. Which was great. Like sure. you could lie, you could be super tired and have that baby lie on yes. the bed with you, which yes. was great. So I had yes. all these new tools on how to do it better. Yes. And then your husband says to you. And then my husband <laughs> says to me, which is great because a lot of husbands, they don't know and they're like, you have to breastfeed. And it's like, you don't, you're just saying that you're being like everybody else. But my husband was like, stop breastfeeding. Like, stop it. You're going to be so much more <laughs> yourself. Happy happy. And yourself. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, because Jamie, you're very much someone too. Like you are very active. Yeah. Like you're out and about, you do a million things in a yes. day. You have a lot of friends. Like, and I'm not saying that's like for or against breastfeeding, but yeah. I mean, I can't even imagine you home in bed yeah. for like a long it's period like, of time. That's insane. I don't that's think I'm you. a Gemini, like a typical Gemini with like split personalities. Uh-huh. But like, that was when I saw like my other, my the other side. side. Like yeah. I was like, I'm a sad little person. So, so he was like, minute, stop. And why do you think you listened to him? Or why do you think you, I had you no, heard? I, I needed someone to throw me a lifeline. Like I needed somebody to just like slap. That it was okay. Yeah. And I'm like, if my husband says it's okay, it's okay. There's such a stigma to it not being okay. I honestly think it's the only reason why I didn't quit. No, it was because course. I was like 
like, I feel like you almost have to be more confident of a person. It's exact. That's, to, the, that's where say, this is all going. Yes. To say, yes, that's not for me or I'm not doing that. Yes. You almost have to be. I wasn't there yet. Braver and more confident to do that because it was the only thing standing between me and quitting yes. was that I was going to feel embarrassed and quit? ashamed. No, you're still going. I'm still going. Yeah. But I just think that's really brave of you. Like, well, I just really think that to, for you to go around and be like, no, I, this is how long I did. That's what I did. I'm done. Yeah. So Simon, I did that. And then when I was done, it literally was like a light switch of happiness. Like all the happy juice that I am normally so equipped with every day. that's how you know it wasn't day. for you. Who cares? So the third one, you know, you babe, said, I was babe, like, babe, I was like, babe, ain't getting the boob. Not for a second. And my, you made that choice before, before you went into labor, everything you knew you were not, not breastfeeding doing this kid. And you know what it was? It was the evolution of me because I was confident. I know to go from Lenny mommy. to Simon to, um, babe and to, for you to grow, right. See, motherhood is so much about growing confident in your choices and oh my sticking God. to your guts. Oh my God. I'm I, still such a wussy in that when way. I, I was like, Oh, Oh, should I take that class? Oh, I need to do this. Should I sign up for that? Oh, you're doing this. Oh, I should be doing that. That's oh, me right now as a first time mom. So you sign up for everything. You drive yourself insane. The kid has no fucking clue what's going on with anything. <laughs> he just doesn't care. And it was just like, and then so this, by the third kid, you're just like, I know exactly what's best for me and for my baby. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And it's so when you told the nurses uh, at Cedars, yes, I'm not breastfeeding this so kid after you had birth, I, gave birth I, to her, which now what happens when a lot of times in vaginal childbirth, the baby comes out and they put the baby right on your chest to go find your nipple to suckle. Is that something that did or didn't happen that if didn't, breastfeeding wasn't in your plan? They just gave me the baby, held the baby, then took it and cleaned it. And they, they were like, are you breastfeeding? I feel like I was asked like 17 times. Are you breastfeeding? You're there? You're there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. And there was like... So, and, and were you proud every time you yeah, said no? I was like, nope, because now I have the confidence. <laughs> yeah, and you're like a rebel. Like, you're like... Yeah. You know, and then when I remember being in the room when they wheel in the, they wheel in the breast pump to have you start bre- pumping the colostrum, and I was like, nope, and I put up my hand, and she's like, what? And I was like, no, and they they start going into the spiel, and I'm like, this is my third kid, I'm not breastfeeding, and they were like, it was kind of like they were like, oh, we got you, like the, everything changed where I when feel you like said I was you had bullied. three kids, yeah, I was like. Felt like I was bullied, like you were, you know. So the first didn't count. The second, I tried it, and the third, I was like, "Fuck no!" And then I have two friends that mm-hmm. didn't, didn't. They both have mm-hmm. two kids. They didn't breastfeed at all. Mm-hmm. They're very confident women that like mm-hmm. don't care. I like you have to not them. care what people think. You have to not care what oh. people think, and that's probably by the way. For me. What a lesson in motherhood, because it is really. It, I have never been tested. I only have a three and a half month old, so I don't see where this is going. But like, no. I just mean, I even in his three and a half months, I am a people pleaser, and I Me do too. care what people think. I can't believe how much motherhood calls upon yourself to just make decisions and not care what people think and be proud of them. And I can't even imagine being in Cedars and just telling them you're not breastfeeding. Yeah, no, I was breastfeeding, and it was so pushed on me. Oh, great, good, yes, it's the best thing for them. Blah blah. blah. I'm like. I mean, even when I walk into my pediatrician's office now with my kid, um, they'll be like, oh, this is an only breastfed baby. Yeah. Yeah. And well, I have I'm a friend like, who what? is really into breastfeeding mm-hmm. and she kind of gives me shit about it. And then every time her kid's sick, I'm like, oh, he's sick again. <laughs> he hasn't been sick in six months. You know, I give her shit. It becomes like a whole thing. It's a whole because thing. Because people are like, well, breastfed babies are never sick. Not yeah. true. Yeah. My kid was sick in the first week of his life. The bottom line no, is No, I can honestly say the breastfeeding at this point... Like is v- v- 
I have to be very careful. I talk about this with my um, nanny a lot, but like breastfeeding a lot right now is about me and my ego. Well, that's what I was going to say. So when I had babe, there were a couple nights that my hormones were like, bitch, give her a boob, give her a boob. So I would give her the boob Mm -hmm. and I'd be sitting there like I didn't want to tell my husband. I was literally secret slipping the titty. And was it nothing was coming out? No, I still have milk. I could go wet nurse your baby right now. Are you kidding? No. So you're still not dried up. I'm still, no way. There's still, no. I don't know what to do. Did you like cabbage or bind them this time too? Yeah. My doctor's like, sometimes it just takes a long time for it to like go away. And I was like, okay. So I was giving a babe, like, I think I, I think maybe five times I would see secretly give it to her and then I would like slap my face and be like snap out of it you don't want this you know because I (laughs) felt like the voice was taking over my head being like you should really really give her a boob and I'd be like Oh my god! Who's saying that? Like in my mind, I was like, just like, do you think that is like your womanly, some sort of nature versus nurture? Like, who is it? Is it is it society telling you to do it, or is it your body telling you to do it? Because it's like you, you know, you're you're wearing this armor of like defending yourself all the time, and then you're like, maybe I shouldn't give her the boom. So I did that a couple times, and then I was like, no, because I started to think about... Because she latched on right away, too, and she's like an eater. I mean, she probably weighs more than Albie. She definitely does. Yeah, she's like... Albie's in the sixth percentile. How much does he weigh? Twelve and a half pounds. Oh, my God. She weighs 13.7, and she's only two months. She's so cute. Yeah, but you have big babies. I have big babies. But she... um, Yeah, I mean, and I just felt like... Has formula been so easy for you like, oh all my night God. and everything compared to this what the first six weeks? What's amazing is that you're on this show, like you're on Katie's crib yeah. talking about that you've had the experience otherwise. Did the first six weeks of Babe's life look so different to oh you as God. far as what was easier? Night and day, you oh guys. God. Because my babies, you know, they wake up, they're hungry, they're this. You can't get a schedule. I put I put Simon on a schedule. He was on a schedule, but it was really tough because sometimes they don't, you don't know how much they eat. And it's like. It's much easier when you're seeing how many ounces they're getting in the day. Yes. And so you know they're going to sleep been, at night because they've had the right amount of ounces in the day yeah. where you know they're full. Yeah. And we had like the night. At breastfeeding, you're guessing. I should, you're guessing. My nurse is like, did he eat well? I'm like, I think so. I mean, I literally have no idea if he drank two ounces or six. Yeah. No idea. No because idea. he could just be on there for 10 minutes. And it's sucking and have a good time, but not swallowing or exactly. Oh, and it's just the whole thing. And you're like, don't. You're tickling your... their feet and blowing in their ear to yeah. wake up. You're like, don't you're sleep like, on the job. Yes. You gotta eat. Yeah, or you're gonna wake up in two hours when I want to be sleeping. I do have to say though, like I, I go back and forth two ways. Like one, I don't. I think I would have quit had I not felt the shame. But I also feel. I also have never felt more proud of something in my life, mostly because I got through. Something was. that was very yeah. physically well, painful to me. Yeah. It, breastfeeding for me was far more painful than labor by like leaps and bounds. Yeah. So the fact that I, I'm just proud, like I looked it in the face and I'm still doing it. And, but now it's like this whole thing of like, well, how long did you breastfeed yes. for? How long did you breastfeed yes. for? Yes. <laughs> yes. And it's always a competition between mothers. And I think that, that and I sucks. think this is only going to, I think that breastfeeding is just a window into what the rest of it will look like. Just women are probably competitive with like, well, Every, what school how, are they what, going how, to? how old were they when they started to walk? Yeah. Oh, they're, what school? Oh, oh, he's still in diapers. Yeah. Like whatever the next thing is, yeah. it's preparing. I mean, me. I've got, I am not someone who partakes in any sort of like troll rebuttal or, but I've gotten in like a handful of like fights. There was a fight with a woman at my, um, that wasn't about breastfeeding. That was actually about having a nanny 
Yeah, but still, these are <laughs> she things. She was shaming me for working, and I got into a fight. This is a classic. We want to do an episode about yeah. working moms, Work, too, it's really, it's really hard. It's, it's another struggle. And then, um, but then, I, I mean, another good friend of mine was shaming me about the not breastfeeding and was horrified, and I was just like... It really did take me three babies to, like, finally I feel like I know myself so well. I've never heard you so... Yeah, you know me. That's why I wanted to have you on this. You were, like, you were just... You knew exactly what the right thing was for you. And there was no... Yeah. It was great. And it is great, and I'm so happy I did it. And she's been the easiest of all my babies. She is... I just feel... And I feel, like, who knows if it's just all coinciding with each other of, like, me being more confident, you know, it probably is all a little of all, a little of all, but like, I just, I don't know. I just am like so proud of myself for not doing it and just sticking to my guns and like, just, you know, and, and I, I hope that there's women out there like, listen, you could have had, I read an article about this woman who had, was getting shamed and she had breast cancer and couldn't. So then she would tell them and it was like, Oh, by the way, I had cancer. I can't breast. How do you feel now? Um, you don't know what's going on in people's lives. You don't know if they're dealing with postpartum depression. You don't know if they have other stressors going on where they can't produce milk. I know someone with really bad postpartum depression who was on really, you know, made the choice not to breastfeed because she was on a, so many drugs. drugs. Yeah, and they're just, it's it makes things, I think some women, like for me, I became depressed breastfeeding. So it wasn't helping me. And the bottom line is if I can present myself to my child with a they're very susceptible to energy. So if I don't have fabulous energy around my new baby, that is a problem. Huge problem. So why don't I not breastfeed and be the happiest little energizer bunny that I am and just like give that baby some love, you know, that's all they need. Does she still take bottles in the night? Yeah, she's literally all the night nurses that came in were like, this is the easiest baby. She gets fed at 30. And seven, so they would only feed her at three three thirty. Oh my god, she's almost sleeping through the night. She pretty much is. Yeah, the other night she had a stretch to five fifteen. I was like, hallelujah, she's only in two months. But that's what I'm saying. The formula, baby's baby. a champion. Formula, Which ladies? formula are you using? So that's a whole other thing. Yeah, You're not getting this? the goat milk from Denmark. What are you doing, Similac? Similac. I love the women that <laughs> sensitive, sensitive. Similac. Yeah, it's organic. Yeah, that, people that's love it. You. That was I have it. another friend that uses that. She loves it. That was it. They didn't have that one, Lenny. Linda I was doing Costco. I think she does. I'll ask her tomorrow. But like organic earth's best from like I mean, whole foods. Like listen, there's so many options in 15 years, your kids are going to be shoving cocaine and weed up their nose <laughs> and you're going to be like, but I got in the German formula. It's like, no. And I love it. A lot of women, it's kind of like, you know, like what is in formula that makes it good? Is it vitamins? Like I just don't uh, yeah, even know. I, I don't know. I mean, it, that's another scary thing. I have no idea what I'm pumping into my baby, but it's working. Well, it's whatever. Like, did huge. I not ha- eat like a, a well, like a? I had a, like, I had a fruit roll up foot long daily for a good ten I, years, I, as well as a kudos bar, a as kudos well as a. Bar. Bring back I the mean, kudos come on! Bar. I mean, I but still listen, eat Oreos by the reg. I don't. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, you look at your baby and you treat this baby so well. It's like, why don't we do that with ourselves? Like, it's always like, I know this one mom who like flew in the goat milk and I, and she like was like a chain smoker, you know? And I'm like. 
I love this. Like, I just love the dichotomy and like just the motherhood is just it's the hypocrisy of everything. It's like I'm honestly really scared right now to like stop breast. Like, I don't know when that is going to be for me. It's very hard because it's more of an emotional thing. And now I love it, and now I'm emotionally attached to it, and now my ego is attached to it because I'm proud that I do it, and I'm proud that I made it through, and I'm proud that it. Like now that I've made it here, it's also gotten easier. Like it doesn't take 30 minutes; it now takes 12. Yeah, you got it down. And I also have become slightly addicted to. It's the only time in my day where I stop. Right. Especially so your, when I'm on like set and things like that. Yeah. It's like, I mean, oh, excuse me, I have nice. to go breastfeed my kid yeah. because it's the time where I get to see him if I'm working and yeah. I get to connect to him, which I'm going to have to find a way to do that when I'm not breastfeeding. Right. I just, like, when am I going to know? Is he going to tell me? Am I going to decide? You know what? I go to New York next week. I'm leaving him alone. Like, I, is no, he going to be done with it then? No, you'll see. And he might, And a lot of times kids tell you they don't want it anymore. That's what I've heard. But you'll, you'll see. And when it, the time is right, and maybe you'll have a little depression after you stop That's what I've heard. A lot that of women, happens. their hormones yeah. drop off again. Of course. Did you, you feel that? Or you just felt total? My friend who no, stopped at six weeks. No, I felt depressed. Oh, you but did. But then after three days, You felt like the best. <laughs> so my friend Becky also, she stopped breastfeeding at six weeks. She ran through the streets in complete Hallelujah. bliss and harmony, like, get yeah. me out of this house. Like, yes, Becky. please let someone else be responsible for feeding my kid. I, yes, I don't want to do this too. on my own anymore. I yes. want to do other things and leave the house and be a great mom. And yeah. when I leave the house, I'm a better mom when I'm home. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, she had that whole thing going on. But I think it's really, and I just wish women would unite and just, like, just respect everybody's struggle. It's just like, we don't criticize. I mean, I guess we do. <laughs> what am I saying? Reality television is at an all time high, but like mm-hmm. we totally judge everything that everybody does, that everybody wears, what everybody buys, what everybody eats, what everybody, you know, it's just like, just mind your business. And like, we're all doing our best. That's the bottom line. We are all doing our best. And Oh, and you're Whatever a mother of works. three. Yeah, just like, you know, you got to make it work. If you decide that breastfeeding is not the choice for you how, and you're giving them a bottle do, and you are a person who's yeah. breastfed and bottle fed, yeah. do you feel that same, like, is there a bond or connection in breastfeeding that you feel is missing in bottle feeding or do you still feel like... I still feel it because you're still sitting there with the baby. I mean, if you want, you could take off your shirt and take off their clothes and have that skin to skin, which I think is nice. But like with Lenny, I never got to do the skin to skin. They're like so Yeah, she was in the NICU for the five first couple weeks. days, you know, and it's like if you adopt a child, you don't get that. Yeah. And you might, you can't breastfeed if you yeah. adopt a child. Like there's so many things that like, there's no like one rule. So I felt like every time I'm alone, I mean, even now at three 30 in the morning when I'm feeding her a bottle, all I do is stare at her. I'm so present. I'll yeah. tell you that too. I was never as present with the other two. This one, I breathe every breath she takes. I am so in love with her. I never had that feeling when I had the other two, I was like, it took me a while to get to know who they were. This one, the minute it came out, eyes lock. I'm like, hey, bitch, how you doing? No Good to see you way. again. I love if to hear that because mom, I wasn't connected oh, to Aldi connect. at all oh, Lenny for the took first me six a weeks. Year. Simon took me like six months. I had this like six right weeks away. of like until the lightning hit where I was like, oh, I love you. Like, yeah. and, yes. and I knew I loved him somewhere. Like, I don't want to say, but it was the first six weeks I was like, who is this stranger in my house and what have you done with my life? Yes. Like, this sucks. That's how I felt. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, no. I love you more than anything. I've loved anything in my entire life. And now I'm in trouble because if anything ever happens to you, I'm not going to survive. And my happiness lies in you. Yeah. So I think nightmare, like the bonding is when you're changing them, when you're bathing them, when you're giving the bottle, anytime I'm one-on-one with her, even now with the tummy time. So you feel so connected to her and you didn't breastfeed her at all. So connect, more connected than my other two two. kids. Yeah. 
But I think it has a lot to do with me too. And just having the confidence in myself. Cause I'm also a people pleaser and like my whole, and I find, I feel like this has changed me in my whole life. Like just being able to like put my foot down for something and not like just crumble under the pressure, you know? Thank you so much. Oh my this God. was so I feel helpful like it was a therapy to session. women everywhere and families. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you from Katie's crib. I love Katie's crib. The breastfeeding journey isn't over, guys. We have a whole other episode dedicated to breastfeeding where we're going to talk to Linda Hanna, who is a lactation expert and consultant and literally saved my boobs. So let's get ready for the next episode of Katie's Crib. Katie's Crib.